What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Let's talk playoffs. We got DFS lineups for you. We got some sleepers. We got... uh, Playoff challenge lineups. We're going to tell you who we think are going to make some runs deep into the postseason. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard. We also have Derek Carr saying goodbye to the Raiders. Some news and notes for the upcoming weekend of games. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm having trouble, guys. I don't really feel confident in a Super Bowl pick from either conference. It feels very wide open to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but having a little trouble figuring out who the true favorites are this year. Feel that way? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I think there's there, there's a case to be made for three teams in the AFC, and there's a case to be made for probably three teams in the NFC. So, for me, it's uh, it's it's Chiefs 49ers, a uh, repeat of the Super Bowl in Miami, uh, LIV. Um, but I, I can see Bears. I'm uh, see Bears. Uh, Bills making it. <laughs> I can see uh, Bengals making it. I can see Eagles making it. Uh, I. I you know, I, I probably just two teams in the NFC, um, but it's 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 a it's a fairly wide open race, which should be fun. The thing about the 49ers is their path to the Super Bowl, and you've mentioned this before. Like, look at the three teams that are in their like kind of sort of bracket. Okay, I, I think that they've got the easiest path of all, besides maybe Philadelphia, because Philadelphia has a bye in the NFC, and then the AFC. I think this this round is going to be easy, and then it's going to be just two huge dogfights next week, potentially. Well, I, I mean, you you like to be the Chiefs because you avoid 
Sure. The Bengals and Bills have to go through each other. Right, right, right. To get to the Chiefs, most likely. Right, right. So, so yeah. I, I, I'm just sticking with the pick that I made to begin the season, which is Bills Eagles. Yep. And I'm just hoping that that comes true. But if I could change the pick, I, I don't know if I would. I really think that the Eagles are the best complete team mm-hmm. right now. And that Buffalo just—they're going to have momentum going their way. It just feels like it's their year. It's so. everything that they've I, been I through. So, I really yeah. do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and my the, my pick preseason was Bills Vikings. So Bills will be fine. That's an, Vikings. That's, Vikings. I don't think they're going to get. There. <laughs> no offense, Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> do well, the Vikings get out of round one? That's they? the question. Yeah, yeah they're three Adam point favorites because so, he's a good Giants fan. Well, well, Vegas thinks. I think a lot of people think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think they're going to beat the Giants. But I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't beat the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys, you know, started playing better. They've been crap the last couple of weeks, but they're really talented and they could they could be a surprise team. I'm actually not really feeling the Bills. I mean, this week I think it's going to be easy, but you know what? Getting Micah Hyde back would be a big difference. Um, but. They're just their defense really is not what we thought it would be. Just too many injuries, including Demar Hamlin. I mean, he was a he was a key player for them. So thank God he's healthy. Yeah, Von, Von Miller's loss has definitely been felt. Yeah, they, they actually their numbers statistically the pass rush has been very good since the Von Miller injury. But not having him is obviously a big deal. If they get Hyde back, it would be a game changer, I think. So they activated him, and hopefully Micah Hyde can come back. Um, and then, you know, obviously the uh, Chiefs are going to be rooting for the Bills to lose because that's the that's the only team that would uh, have a neutral site AFC championship game against the Chiefs. If it's Chiefs Bengals or anyone else, then um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an arrowhead. OK, and then we haven't even really talked about the Jaguars and the Titans that that first. Uh, sorry, Jaguars and the Chargers, that first round game. And maybe those teams could make runs. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, let's, and we'll do DFS. Do you really want to bet against Brady? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, I could see him winning a game, and then what? Their second game would be at San Francisco. I don't think they'd win that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's still though. He's in that conference. Wait, there's I'm wrong. Such a lack of playoff experience. Their second game would would well, it could be at San Francisco. It depends on the Giants win and the Bucks win. They'd be at San Francisco. If the Vikings win, it would be at uh, at Philadelphia. Philly. And the big question is, how healthy is Jalen Hurts? Because he was playing hurt in Week 18. Nick Sirianni said he was playing through a lot of pain. So that's that, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes me. Otherwise, I'd pick the Eagles. That gives me some pause. Derek Carr said goodbye to the Raiders. Jamie, what do you make of it? Goodbye. I mean, it's probably the biggest non-story of the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> we we knew we're going was. right from the NFL playoffs <laughs> to an Instagram post. Yeah, I mean, this this is no surprise. He's he's gone. You know, they weren't going to guarantee his contract. And so they have to find a trade partner between now and the Super Bowl. And so where does he go that makes the most sense that could bring back, you know, some capital to him? So, you know, you start to look first at former coaches. So Dennis Allen makes some sense in New Orleans because they, they have a vacancy there or a need there. Um, you know, so maybe he's he's a fit for, for what the Saints want to do. Uh, otherwise, you just, you know, see the teams that need quarterbacks. You know, the, the Colts, if they continue to go this route, he makes a lot of sense to go there. Of just trying to find guys that you know retread guys that you know maybe they can salvage, but otherwise you know it's um it it it, it could be a mystery team, but uh, I mean Derek Carr leaving the Raiders at this point was a, was a foregone conclusion. Okay, well, we'll see where he ends up. Let's talk DFS. Give me a DFS DFS must play this week, Dave. You can start. I have Isaiah Hodgins on my list of cheap DFS wide receivers who could return anywhere from three to five times value. He's priced at 4,100 on DraftKings. He's a little more expensive on FanDuel, 6,400. 
but he's he's that possession type receiver on the perimeter for the Giants. And I don't think he's going away. I think he's still going to continue to get a lot of targets and a lot of looks in the game that should be high scoring, should be competitive. I just I it's more about the price than anything else. But if he gets six for sixty one, that's 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 what you're looking for. That's that's good value right there. Yep. I uh I, I took the the better of the two because of price, which is Richie James. He's cheaper. <laughs> he's cheaper. He's two hundred dollars cheaper yeah, on DraftKings. So, so uh uh for me, I'm I'm a lot of giant stacks this weekend. Um, so I actually have uh, one lineup on DraftKings with Daniel Jones, Richie James, and Isaiah Hodgins. I, I think it's just um, you, you've seen what they've become. You've seen those two guys, how they've emerged at the end of the season. You've seen these two guys already play well against Minnesota. And the the, the type of defense that they play, uh, we like to joke around, their shell defense. Um, so I, I think you can see a situation where you know Jones finds these guys, and, and like they've said, it should be a shootout. So they're cheap. They're productive. At least they have been, and uh, hopefully they will be at least one more time. How about Jones as the 11th most expensive quarterback on DraftKings? Yeah, he's going to be very popular. But, he, yeah, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of what you what you put around him, and you know. But uh, it's an it's an easy stack to play um, with with Jones and one of those two guys, and you know, one you could avoid if you're looking to avoid would be Slayton because of the way he plays and his his routes typically don't mesh with what this Vikings defense does. Right. Yeah, I think it's hard to, to pick a Giants wide receiver. You might just say, I'll just go with the cheapest one. On FanDuel, that's Slayton, and that's half PPR. On DraftKings, it's James, and that's full PPR. That's exactly what I did. Um, I do think that's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, two defenses that aren't very good. Uh, so I think everybody's going to be on the same page there. The question is just, you know, is is everybody in the world going to be on the same page there? Yes. Are you going to be just playing the chalk, I guess? So um, do you guys have any other, Jamie, you have a must-play guy? Besides what I just said, uh, no, um, that's fine. You can go with that. I can. No, uh, yeah, I, I have a so I have a story going up on Friday of uh, good buys, bad buys uh, for both sides. Right now, I've just done jacking. Um, so if you, one thing, one thing I think that we we kind of overlook is um, when we talk about good buys or, or or good values, a lot of times what you should be doing. I was having this conversation with a pretty serious DFS player and trying to learn from my my mistakes. Is play the high end guys even if they have bad matchups, unless the situation is completely terrible. So like Tyreek Hill's situation, you could say is pretty terrible, but he's a high-end guy that could obviously win you a week. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll stick with that theme and, and say Justin Jefferson. He yes. beat them up the last time. He has the ability to win you a week by himself, uh, win you money by himself, I guess, if you want to phrase it that way. And so um, I'm going to play a lot of Justin Jefferson, especially with a giant stack to bring somebody back on the other side. And he, uh, again... Type of player that you you want to invest in anytime you get the chance to. Oh, I think our lineups are going to be pretty similar. Uh, I think Josh Palmer will be popular, but I have him in my lineups. That's a, that's if Mike Williams doesn't play. Usually pretty sure. solid. That's a huge one. Yeah, he's he's more expensive, I think, than the Giants wide receivers, but uh, not exactly expensive. So you can take a look at Josh Palmer because Mike Williams did not practice on he's Wednesday. Fifty three hundred on DraftKings. And uh, that game is Saturday, right? So that's not looking great for Mike Williams right now. I will not play Josh Palmer if Mike Williams plays. Uh, right. Players to avoid in DFS. I mean, I'm, there's not a chance I'm playing a Dolphins wide receiver. You know, just I'm just I I understand what you just said, Jamie. Like, not that you were advocating for Tyreek Hill. I get that he could win you a game and whatnot, but he's just he's so expensive. So is Waddle's pretty expensive. They're just Skyward Thompson's just not not cutting it. So. I'm avoiding them like the plague. How about you guys? Anyone you want to avoid? That's an easy one to avoid. I'd, I th- I feel a little bit nervous about Bengals offensive players. I just think the Ravens defense are going to give them a game. 
Burrow struggled against them in two games this year. I don't know how much we really want to count week 18. But he played I, the majority of the game. Yeah, he you did. should count it. Um, it didn't have a huge game. So that's a stack that I would call contrarian. Like if you wanted to go with Burrow and Chase and then Higgins on top of it or have Mixon in there. So I, I'd, I'd say it's contrarian. I wouldn't say stay away from it like the plague. Like I'd rather do a Bengals stack than anything suggesting oh. a Dolphins player. Actually, I do think Jeff Wilson's a good play with Mostert out. We saw them run on them the he's, last time. He's just got to get the work and he's got to succeed at it. He's going to get the work. It's a matter of will he succeed. And, and How I think much that's work the, could he get, though? Uh, like if this well, team I mean, falls if, behind if, early, if I don't they, know how much work he's getting. I don't think they'll necessarily get blasted. You know, their defense has held up for the most part. So um, the one thing I will say about the Bengals, to go back to the point I made, I would agree with you to avoid Burrow, but I would play Chase. Because, again, Burrow can still struggle, and Chase can go for 150-1. and one. Yeah. You know, that, that type of game. So those are the type, again, theories that you're looking at here. Play the high-end players if you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't play all of them. But people are going to run away from the Bengals. Yeah, exactly what you said. Because I think right. it makes it's, sense. That's why it's contrarian. But, the, but that exactly Vers- so, contrarian versus right. runaway. Don't even think yes. about contrarian. So I have a I have a bunch out, and we can get to it though as as we go along. All right, uh, I got a sleeper. It's Gabe Davis. So yep. v- very encouraging that Josh yep. Allen threw four passes of thirty five or more air yards in Week eighteen. That was as many as he had thrown in the previous seven games combined since the elbow injury. He started throwing the deep ball again. Gabe Davis did have 10 targets. Uh, not He only caught three of them. He was bad. Not all of them were catchable. Two of them were deflected. One of them was intercepted. Uh, one was a drop that was thrown a little bit behind him. But he's gotten four end zone targets over the last two games. The Dolphins have given up a lot of deep ball completions this season. I wouldn't expect Xavier Howard to be on Gabe Davis. So if Josh Allen, and by the way, take a look at what happened with Dawson Knox last week. Josh Allen finally started throwing the ball deep. Dawson Knox had what, two, like, two tar- targets, right? Gabe Davis had yep. 10 so might be seeing might be seeing something there. That's why he's a sleeper. He's not a must play, but uh, I think uh, that he could be definitely part of part of your sure. DFS lineup. But you know what? His weak play over the second half of the season slash the entire season has led to him being the 18th priced receiver on DraftKings at 4800, which helps. Yeah. Definitely helps. So if he, if you think he can get you to 15 PPR points, which if he scores, he should be able to do no problem. That that's a that's a guy to put in your lineup for sure. That's a and, and weather's not supposed to be an issue like it was the last time these two teams met in Buffalo. So yeah, okay. Well, just that's a sleeper. You guys have any sleepers, or shall we move on? I got I got one. Go for it. Tight end Colby Parkinson of the Seattle Seahawks has been running nearly as many routes as Noah Fant over the past three weeks or four weeks. I got to check my notes. It is. Uh, that's just 65 routes to Noah Fant, 69 in their past three games. And he actually has better numbers than Fant. More targets, more catches, more yards. And he's a bottom-of-the-barrel tight end price on DraftKings at 2500 Colby Parkinson. All right. Um, FFT and 5 is another great way to stay up to date on all your fantasy football uh, questions and needs and info. Check it out three times per week during the offseason, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Fantasy Football Today in five. I want your picks for all six games this weekend, straight up and against the spread. The Chargers are at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. So Chargers, excuse me, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me your picks straight up and against the spread. Uh, Chargers win and cover. 
Jaguars win in cover. Ooh, yes, Dave. I agree. Jaguars win in cover. Um, okay. But I like the Chargers stack. Like, we'll get to that game. But I'm I'm thinking I'm going to land on a Chargers stack. I don't know why. I feel like uh, this is like this under the radar potential potentially best game of the week. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's the like second that. highest total of the week too. There are th- only three games that have a have a spread of fewer than eight points. That's Chargers, Jaguars, Giants, Vikings, and Cowboys, Bucks. Um, Seattle, San Francisco, Niners are minus nine and a half here. Straight up and against the spread. Uh, San Fran winning cover. San Fran wins. Seattle covers. Dave, samesies. All I don't right. know if I should be excited or not. <laughs> I'm very excited that you two agree. <laughs> yes, I love it. Dave, we're, we're golden. Don't worry about it. Miami, Buffalo. Buffalo is a 13-point favorite. Uh, Bills winning cover. Do I lie so I'm not <laughs> on the same page as Adam? Or do I just... Because I'm on the same page as you on this one. Me too, me too, all of us. All right, so we're all going. No, there's a kiss of death. How many points is it for Buffalo? 13. I mean, I might take Buffalo minus 18. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I, this Dolphins offense with Skylar Thompson has not been good at all. Ugh, no. it's bad. Uh, yeah, by another bad offense is Baltimore's with, uh, without Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you that in a minute. But uh, Giants, Minnesota, Vikings minus three. Vikings win, Giants cover. I'm noted Giants fan Dave Richard here, so I'm going to say the Giants cover and the Giants win. Oh wow! Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a push. I'm going to say Minnesota by three, but if I have to pick, I'll say Minnesota wins and covers. Look at uh, that! So Giants guy Dave, right here. Giants both. Adam says. Minnesota both. Okay, that's the biggest difference we have so far in opinion. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus eight and a half. Since he wins and covers. Same. Yep, same. This is another one where the line could be like 16 and I would be on Cincinnati. Oh, man. Yeah, Baltimore's offense is just so bad without Jackson. I don't think right. they haven't scored more than 17 points in any of those well, games. I, I don't know if they scored like six. I don't know that they're going <laughs> to score 13. Bengals might win this game like like 21-6, something like that. Finally, pretty tough one. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Dallas yeah. is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Jamie, what do you got so we can cover uh, Bucks your win and cover. Bucks win and cover. I, I don't know if I believe what I'm about to say because I just we, – we'll talk about this game. But I've, I've got the Cowboys winning and covering because the line seems fishy to me. I'm going to take um, – Dallas to win and Tampa Bay to cover. It is a tough game. Dallas playing pretty poorly right now, but for most I know, of the season, I know. So were... then, why are they a favorite? Because Tampa, Tampa Bay been sucks. Playing poorly all year. They're eight and nine. They're they're just not that good. I mean, they, we've been waiting for yeah, them all but... year, and they're not that good. And this game is past Brady's bedtime. He stinks at every night game. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but I, it, I, I go back and forth. I, I mean, what I said, Dallas. I do too. Tampa Bay I do cover. too. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, news and notes. Well, how about the good luck charm, John Mechie? He could be ready for all, all, the offseason program. Yeah, that's great news. Love that. Do you guys think he'll be fantasy relevant? What's the? What do you think the outlook is for John Mechie? He'll be as you know, technically a second year wide receiver, but didn't play his rookie years. He had leukemia, but um, wide receiver out of Alabama, and he'll be going for the Texans next year. 
got to see the quarterback and what happens with the rest of the receiving core. But, I mean, if they move on from Brandon Cooks, uh, I was listening to an interview with somebody from the Houston media the other day. I forget who it was, so I apologize. But was saying that, you know, this is still a team for the time being that's not going to invest heavily in free agency over a long-term deal. So we could see another veteran or two type guy that comes in on a short-term deal. So you know, that's something just to keep an eye on there. But, I mean, this is still a very wide-open offense that he has a chance to get targets right away. So good late-round pick. He was supposed to be their slot receiver. Like, that's the role that he was pegged for. He's not – he's fast, but he's not, like, crazy fast. And he's got okay size. Like, he was good at Alabama. He's that type of receiver. And if he's got volume, if he's especially if he's got a quarterback that's a little gun-shy and won't throw it downfield and will check it down a little bit, yeah, I, I think Mechie will have a chance to top 100 targets at least. Lamar Jackson, unlikely to play, but Tyler Huntley trending in the right direction. Skylar Thompson's going to start. I'll give Baltimore a better chance. Yeah. Skyward Thompson's going to start from Miami. Um, they have a lot of injuries. Teron Armstead's out. Mike McDaniel did not rule out Raheem Mostert, but seems oh, seems good. like a long shot. That'll save them, Raheem Mostert. Jalen Waddle was limited with an thumb. ankle injury. Cincinnati is back, to, almost back to where they were last year on the offensive line. They signed three players this offseason. Two of them are out for this game. One of them is, has a torn ACL, and the other, Alex Kappa, might not play this postseason. So, unfortunately... Mm-hmm. That's not a great situation for the Bengals. Hmm. How many points is that game? <laughs> After I said, oh, yeah, they'll win by 16. Their uh, offensive line's bad, and Tyler Huntley might play. Well, Maybe Tyler Huntley wasn't exactly tearing it up, you know? Like, no, I know, but he's better than Anthony Brown. It, it, he might be seven points on the scoreboard better. That's it. But. He's, it it's an eight-and-a-half-point spread. I, st- I still like the Bengals. I do, too, but it could be closer than what I was saying. Yeah, could be. T. Higgins mispracticed with an illness. Mike Williams mispracticed. Gus Edwards is in the concussion protocol. Ken Walker mispracticed, but that's pretty typical for him. He should play. Looks like the Giants have a chance to be very healthy on defense. You know, Adoree Jackson, their starting cornerback. Zizo Jalari, yeah. arguably their best pass rusher. Uh, those guys might play, so that could tip the scales. That's why big-time Giants fans like me and Dan Schneier are encouraged about their chances against the Vikings. I am encouraged about their chances. No, no, the no. You're picking the Vikings. I, I'm just picking you the Vikings. You and Thomas wearing your purple. <laughs> uh, Seattle safety Ryan Neal has missed the last three games, but he was limited in practice. Hopefully he can get back out. Dallas is looking pretty healthy. Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, defensive back Deron Bland, center Tyler Biadish. They all could be available to, to play this week. They're looking good. Tampa Bay, their best cornerback, Carlton Davis, has missed two straight games with a shoulder injury. It's I think it's looking good for him. And then from a fantasy standpoint, guys, the Jets fired offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. What do you think uh what do you think that means for the Jets offense? Well, you got to see who they bring in to replace him, but you know, there's there's so much promise on this team. Um, you know, you're looking at both sides of the ball, you know, arguably the two best rookies, offensive and defensive with uh with Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. But if they figure out the quarterback, that's really what matters more than, I think, who's calling plays. You know, it, it, it certainly matters, but, you know, you could put Zach Wilson back there and, and the greatest play caller in the world won't salvage him. So figure out the quarterback. Brees Hall, hopefully healthy. Garrett Wilson, see if they bring back Corey Davis. But Elijah Moore hopefully can, can get resuscitated in some way, shape, or form. And we get back to, you know, having those, those two elite-level wide receivers, what they showed as their rookie years, and, and playing at a high level. Did Elijah well, Elijah Moore did get drafted in our draft, uh, and it was met with it was we had a funny chat about it in the 
in the you know draft chat. But uh, would you guys draft Elijah Moore? Where would you draft Elijah Moore right now? Late pick at best, With hoping the, that the quarterback is yeah. is quality and that he remains in a solid role in that offense. Part of the problem is that he didn't have a full time role for most of the year, so he needs to get that back first and foremost. And then the quarterback can't be uh, a young scaredy cat. And once they fix those two things, then Moore could have some fantasy value. He did. He did play well in the in the three game stretch when Mike White first took over, especially the last game when he had ten targets, six for sixty. You know, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to his rookie level, but he certainly has that potential. And so that's what the hope would be. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you're doing a playoff challenge. You want to know which teams we think are going to make some deep runs into the postseason. Um, you're doing the NFL.com one. We have a group one where we do that. Uh, we'll give you some tips for that. We'll talk about more DFS. We'll reveal our lineups. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. Dave, uh, movie night tonight? What does that mean? You going to watch? I think he wants to watch a movie. Office with Christmas party? You want a Netflix? Net, net, <laughs> you want a Netflix and chill? Uh, no, I don't think I'm watching any movies tonight. Okay. Um, what's going on in your lives, guys? We don't have to be so formal today. Just because you're in a big fancy studio. <laughs> I have a big, uh, big little league baseball draft tonight. So, oh, you're drafting. Get the kids I want, huh? You, oh, doesn't that feel a little, little mean to draft kids? No. Um, it's what you got to do. It's a very, it's a very, very weird process because you go and you evaluate these kids, you know, and they get such limited opportunities to try and showcase their skills. So you're looking for footwork how they throw the ball how they hold the bat those type of things um but uh i i will be met with a lot of uh not ridicule is the right word but oh the professional drafter is here um <laughs> which, which always happens at these at these things so we have the second pick we don't know where our uh, myself and and the, the my buddy that i'm coaching with where our kids are going to be rated because they don't tell you that until you get into the into the room 
So we don't know if we have a first-round pick available to us or not. I think we'll, we'll probably losing our second and third-round picks at, at most likely based on where our kids are, are rated. Um, but then you have, you know, hey, make sure you get my kid or uh, make sure, you know, his, his friend wants to play with him, whatever. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of politicking. <laughs> Is fun. it a snake draft? Really it's a snake draft, yeah. PPR? <laughs> uh, it's baseball, so um, I'm, I'm going to guess it's, it's uh, head-to-head. Head-to-head no points. Yeah. No, I, guess head. I guess it's Roto. And I guess it's Roto. There's, there's cumulative stats. It's a keeper league, right? You've got your kids on your team? Uh, I have to keep my kid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a salary cap draft next time. That would be that would be even harder. <laughs> yeah, that would go well. <laughs> so then it's funny because... Why is my um, kid only going so, for three bucks? So this is this is also unique. So my, my son's also playing. This is my oldest son. He's also playing uh, in a basketball league where um, Heath, by the way, is like the grand poobah. He's like the um, uh, travel basketball coach there for his kid. Um, so what they do is they do the evaluations. Then right after the evaluations, all the coaches get together and rate the players. And they just assign them in a snake draft. And then you get assigned a team randomly. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it's very strange. So my my buddy, who's the head coach, I'm the assistant coach, was telling me how it works. And so then, so like his kid will get rated, and my kid will get rated. If they're not on the same team, then they swap them to different teams. Sounds complicated. So it's very complicated. Yeah. But like, it, why it, do they make it so complicated? Well, they don't want people arguing over a draft. They want them, and to, they don't this, want one team to be like super loaded too. Correct. Probably. Correct. Mm. But it could still end up being that way because kids tank evaluations. Like, wait till you get to that, Adam. When they when, do it on purpose. To, they oh yeah. So they, yeah, we, we were watching during the evaluations, like kids that we've seen play, like all-star kids, like they'll go out there, they'll try to catch a fly ball, and then, oh, they dropped it. Get like, out you know, of here. Catch it 100 times. Yeah, because oh yeah. yeah, they want to get, they want to be a part of a loaded team. That is so, yeah. that is so bad. I would never let my oh, kid it's, do that. Oh, it's, it's very slimy. Very yeah, slimy. that's pretty bad. If you're a dad who, or a mom and you let your kid do that, that's, that's really, boy, that is setting a bad example. I am really mad about that. I like uh, just that is <laughs> Look really. At you. I'm fired You're up. Mad about it now. Until a little it freaking little league kid tanking his tryout. Oh, yeah. oh that oh, is yeah. pathetic. Like have a little integrity. Oh my gosh. And I, this is directed at the parents, by the way. The kids are saved from this <laughs> tirade. By the way, um, would you say that Heath puts the poo in Pooba? No, I just imagine him with that <laughs> blue buffalo hat that Fred Flintstone. Where's at the water buffalo meetings when you said Grand Poopa? <laughs> that's what I saw. He's probably no, seven he, feet tall he, with that thing on his head. Heath, from by all accounts, I had a friend that was on Heath's team where Heath coached his son, and he's a great coach, great basketball coach. So yeah, I could um, see that. Yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Heath would, I don't think Heath coach would want to coach me. Heath would really hate coaching me. I feel like he would yell at me a lot. Well, okay, I mean, you, 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 first of all, you never make a basketball team. Second of all, as the backup goalie, um, yep, you, you don't really matter very much. <laughs> it's true. I did. I was the. I was the. The tea, I was the glue guy on the team. I mattered a lot behind the scenes. As you glued a, the bench when everybody sat there. Yeah, yeah. And I glued people's <laughs> shoes back together. I was the equipment manager. All right, let's talk DFS now. What are your favorite stacks this week? Giants. Top three stacks. Uh, Giants, Vikings, and Bills. Bills. Giants, Vikings, Bills. and Bills. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's Jaguar. what he's saying. <laughs> That's, okay, Jamie said Jaguar. Adam was like whispering Bills, Bills. That's I was good I was there. singing Destiny's Child. I was not talking about football. Um, oh, my bad. Yeah. I like I like the Chargers stack. I mentioned that earlier. I tried building a, a Niner stack with Purdy and Kittle. And I, I like I think I like what I got. The, the thing that I'm so curious to see is Debo's role. 
Ibo Samuel. Yeah. Because yeah. this could be a game, you know, I, I would imagine, uh, especially if there's supposed to be some rain in San Francisco, that they don't want to put this on Brock Purdy to any extent if they don't have to. And so a lot of McCaffrey, a lot of Debo, a lot of Kittle, uh, short throws. Like Ayuk to me seems like a disaster in this game. Agreed. Um, so I, I feel like you could see Debo's carries up a little bit as well. And if you're curious about his price, Adam, he's 16th among wide receivers on DraftKings, 5,700. He's, he's cheaper than, than Ayuk. By 100 bucks. Yep. Uh, he's more expensive on FanDuel. But I, I don't remember him being this cheap last year. Like, he's absolutely got a chance to smash that. Yeah, he's 15th. Debo's 15th among wide receivers on FanDuel, and 16th is Ayuk. So they're back-to-back. I, I had them as as avoids, but in that, but but they are in that good contrarian Debo. I think we like better just because of his connection with Purdy. But they're not an avoid like Tyreek Hill. Like, they were, what you were saying earlier no. about the Ravens, uh, you know, it's contrarian. So that's an interesting stack. I didn't really think about that. Um, you know, the whole thing with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and now Debo Samuel back to maybe take some carries. I do want to see how that plays out. He should be great, but he's really, really expensive. Um, yeah, Purdy might be a, a sleeper here. I think the Bucks are an interesting sure. stack, too, because they're all very cheap. I mean, Evans, I, I'd probably avoid, but the Cowboys give up a ton of deep plays, like a ton of big plays to receivers. The Cowboys have allowed 12 and a half or more PPR fantasy points to two wide receivers in four straight games. And those games were... Like, okay, the Texans were in there, the Titans were in there, uh, the Jaguars, and one more, like, respectable one. But they've been just crap against the pass lately. So, I mean, you get a pretty good discount on the Buccaneers. They're an interesting stack as well. Is Ryan Jensen playing? Do we know? Don't know yet. Brady said he was kind of, like, Brady sort of gave some optimism but said, no, Brady was like, I don't know about this week, but it's good to see him back, something like that. So I wouldn't count on it. But I thought He's the, been ramping up, though, cheap. so... I, I don't know if I'd count on it either, but wouldn't surprise me if he ended up playing, even if he's at yeah. less than 100%. That would make a big difference. I think that would absolutely help the Bucks. Yeah, Chris Godwin is 6,400 on DraftKings. That makes him, like, number 10 or something. Uh, he is. 10. Yeah, I like Godwin a lot. I've got Godwin. I've got Nine. a Bucks stack, too. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, he's 10th on DraftKings. But he's, this is one of those situations where, like, I don't really love Brady. But I do, I do like Godwin. Well, that's the thing about PPR is, you know, you can just get... Brady throws 40-plus times a game. Godwin catches seven cat, seven balls a game, you know, typically, something like that. So you don't have to love Brady to love Godwin, right? So yep. that makes sense. Sure. But but if you did want to take a shot on Brady, maybe coming alive, maybe Evans come alive here, Cowboys pass defense struggling, um, that's a contrarian play that doesn't really cost that much. Um, all right, without any and further ado... you know ado, you're going to get volume. Like you mentioned, they throw a ton. Give me a favorite. Give me your favorite lineup, Dave. I'll give you the Charger stack. It's Herbert with Eckler and Keenan Allen, bringing it back with ETN. I actually think this is an ETN game for the Jaguars. It makes me a little nervous to take a Jaguar stack. Uh, other receivers: Tyler Lockett, Isaiah Hodgins. I mentioned Colby Parkinson. He's in my lineup along with TJ Hawkinson and the Bengals defense. Is there? That's a draft, draft kings. Draft kings, right? That is on draft kings. All right, give it to me one more time, just to give people. Herbert at quarterback, Eckler and Etn, the double E combo at running back. Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Isaiah Hodgins at wide receiver, 
double tight end with TJ Hawkinson and Colby Parkinson, a couple of sons, and then the Bengals DST. I didn't mention this, but I'm also avoiding DK Metcalf like the plague. He's not. (laughs) I think that's going to be your theme for the next eight months. What? I love DK Metcalf, but not. I know, but you mentioned how he does in tough matchups. And this is certainly a tough matchup. His track record isn't great against the 49ers. Yeah, I like Lockett. Yeah, I don't. I don't like yeah, I like Lockett better too. If I had to pick one of them, that would be the one I would pick. Obviously, because I picked him. I think the yeah. Seahawks have a much better chance of upsetting the Niners than either the either the Ravens or, of course, the Dolphins. But yes, sure. I don't. Well, really going on a limb there, trusting <laughs> well, Geno Smith more than Skylar Thompson. Well, okay, forget about the Dolphins. <laughs> forget Brown. about it. But the the Ravens are the the uh, sorry the Seahawks are a bigger underdog than the uh, than the Ravens are. That's and, because the Ravens have a defense. Well, Bengals have a pass. Oh, sorry, the uh, why the Seahawks have a pass defense. They do. They do. This is also Brock Purdy's first playoff game. How do we do? We know he's going to do well. I mean, hey, don't you give him the benefit of the doubt at this is point? Is it Dino Smith's first playoff game too? Uh, yes, he's not a rookie, but uh, um, all right. Well, I just want to say I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Jamie, give me your favorite DraftKings lineup. I'd be shocked. Uh, it's a giant stack. So Daniel Jones, uh, McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette at running back. Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin, and Richie James at receiver. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, and Isaiah Hodgins at uh, flex with the Dolphins defense. Dolphins defense? Yeah, I don't. Defense in the playoffs to me. This round, you could make a case that some of them matter. But, uh, again, the, the person I was talking to told me, don't even waste your money on defenses. And the thing that you want when you're, when you're playing defenses is you want teams that are going to have quarterbacks that throw the ball and throw the ball with a chance to make mistakes, which is something Josh Allen has on that he can do. That's interesting. Because um, I felt like probably want to have the Bills or Bengals or 49ers this week. Yeah, again, you can make you can make a case for it. Uh, but what I what I was told was, don't waste your money on defenses. Uh, you're not going to like this day. Don't play two tight ends ever. <laughs> um, and don't be afraid of high end uh, price guy, high price guys, even if they stink. And the example that. Uh, was given to me was think about Jonathan Taylor against the Bills last year. Was only like one percent of leagues. I don't remember that at all. That was the four touchdown game he had against Buffalo when mm-hmm. Buffalo's defense was amazing. Oh, okay. Um, my DraftKings lineup is Daniel Jones, ETN, Fournette, Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin, Richie James, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Palmer, and the Bengals. So I do have one, two, three, four players from the Giants Vikings game. Anybody like? Well, how are you guys feeling about Fournette? I mean, I'm playing him. I, I just too. think it's 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 yep. playoff Lenny time. Uh, you know, you, you you're probably going to get a lot more of him than Rashad White. I think again, we we just laid it out for you. Brady's going to throw a lot. I think with the pass rush that's going to be potentially on him, that's an easy outlet for him. So, in in DraftKings, I I'd lean toward him in. Uh, Fandle because you're losing a half point, not as as a, much of a priority. Right, and he's a little. I mean, everybody's more expensive on Fandle than DraftKings. I can look at the prices to see where he ranks among running backs. There. So, so while okay. I was while I was putting this lineup together, originally I had the uh, Bucks defense and some other things uh, in there. Um, Jeff Wilson's a hundred dollars more than Fournette. So if you wanted to go to a different route with Route Raheem Mostert there, I think Wilson's a good pivot. Okay. He's 11th among running backs on FanDuel, 14th on DraftKings. So obviously he's a better play on DraftKings because he's cheaper against his position grouping. 
Uh, Cowboys have allowed 8.1 yards per catch to running backs in their past six games. Fournette had yeah, a huge game against 137 them. total yards against them in week one on 23 touches. Only two catches. But I agree. Like He's the veteran. They're going to trust him more on the field. He hasn't done anything to uh, lose trust over the last month or two months. Uh, you mentioned um, where he where he's less expensive on FanDuel. He's uh, 6,400 on FanDuel, less expensive relative to the field. He, but, well, he, actually, I'm sorry. I think we, I was talking, you were talking about him no, and Jeff no, no, Wilson. No, 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 he's not. Jeff Wilson is is actually $400 cheaper than Fournette on FanDuel. That's um, correct. And yeah, he's yeah. he's the 14th priced running back yeah. on FanDuel compared to 11th for Fournette. And they're basically the same on DraftKings. I mean, it's a... Hundred dollars difference right. between Wilson and Fournette, so it makes more sense to play Wilson on Fanduel over Fournette. Uh, but I th- there's a group of running backs on Fanduel: Rashad White, James Cook, and Elijah Mitchell. They're probably the last three that have a realistic chance to get a lot of touches. I mean, maybe you could say Josh Kelly, but um, yeah, I mean, like James Cook just is always a big play away from doing. He could be so boomer bust. I don't know. I thought he also may him. not get many touches. You know, you never know how a rookie in a, in a playoff matchup when there is a still an established veteran there. Yeah. Would you like to know what his usage has been like? I mean, he caught a touchdown against. I know what it's been like. Season. You know, he did. It was uh, it was very fluky, but he did catch it. I know no, what it's been like the last games. two weeks. It's been basically they've they've been pretty even, but yes, there's never any consistency true. with James Cook's touches. No, yeah. and their playing time has been pretty close four of their last five games between Cook and Devin Singletary. Um, touches for Cook, last five games, 20, and then two bad ones, five and seven, and then 12 and 11. Whereas Singletary, 13, 9, 16, 14, and 8. You said it, Adam. They've been very close the last two weeks and mostly close throughout four of the past five games. So if you're looking at you know, someone who he's got more upside than Singletary. It's just a matter of is Singletary going to score? He plays a little bit more inside the 10. Is Singletary going to catch more passes? He plays more on third and fourth down than Cook. And yeah. this has been part of the the Bills game plan. They don't, I, you mentioned how they like to throw it downfield and that Allen's arm looked good last week. In the two games they played against Miami this year, Allen threw a lot of short passes. That first game, a ton of targets and catches for Singletary. And then the second game, um, lots of short passes to the running backs. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, do our FanDuel lineups here. Uh, who wants oh, I don't to... have one. All I don't right. have one either. All right, then I'll you give want me a build one on the spot. Sure, I'll give mine while you can do that. Kirk okay. Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jeff Wilson, Justin Jefferson. This is clearly a Viking stack. Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jeff Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Gabe Davis, Darius Slayton. Dalton Schultz, who has 19 targets in his last two games. Again, Josh Palmer and Bill's DST. Uh, my, my, Do you have a pivot from Palmer if, if Williams plays? Uh, that's not that hard. I mean, I don't right now, but let's see. Josh Palmer. I can go with a Giants guy. I can go with Zay Jones. Let's see who's a flex. Jones had a huge game against them week three. Yes, he did. $6,500 flex yep. would be... I could go with Leonard Fournette. That's probably what I would do on FanDuel. I'd go with Leonard Fournette. On DraftKings, I'm sure it'd be somebody similar. So, um, yeah. Anyway, similarities between my lineups are Palmer's in there and a lot of Vikings and Giants. And that's about it. I like Gabe Davis as a sleeper, as I mentioned. 
Jeff Wilson on FanDuel I like. And I was paying up for DSTs, but maybe I shouldn't. Dave, do you have your lineup? Just starting to build it, but based on everything that we've talked about and the fact that Brady is the 12th most expensive quarterback on FanDuel, yeah. I am building a Buccaneer stackaroo. Okay, and I should mention that I really, I don't really like tournaments because I don't know how to pronounce the word, first of all, but I'm just not that good Tournament. at them. So it's the I, only word you say that sounds tough. I am doing 50-50s this, just going forward. Is basically I'm a cash game guy. And I do decently with those. So um, my, my lineups aren't going to be as boomer bust, I think. They're more cash game lineups than they are tournament lineups, which I'm just not a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Playoff challenge. So, Jamie, let's talk about the, uh, the NFL.com one that we do every year. So the NFL.com one is um, you get to pick uh, a new lineup each week if you so choose. Uh, you get double points if I'm uh, – I really don't remember the rules. Oh, I, I do head, if so you want me to. Yeah, then you go ahead. Okay. So you pick a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, kicker, and a defense every week. If you leave a player in your lineup, they get double the points the second week. If you leave them in your lineup for a third week, they get triple the points that week. So let's say Joe Burrow is your quarterback and he goes to the Super Bowl. He gets his points in week one. You keep him in your lineup for week two, you double those points. In week three, if he scores 20 points, now it's worth 60. If the Super Bowl, if he scores 25 points, it's worth 100 points. So the best thing you can do is pick players that you don't have to remove from your lineup and that can continue to play, obviously, and accumulate points. Now, if you lose a, if you lose a guy, if you, lose, if you pick Burrow and he loses in week one, then that's fine. You just pick a new quarterback, but you only get single points every time you put a new player in your lineup. So what, the interesting strategy is like, what do you do with the Chiefs and the and the um, the Chiefs Eagles. and the Eagles, right? Do you take zeros in week one at some spots and then get double and triple and then uh, no, yeah, double, triple, quadruple points in the next three rounds? So I there are different ways to do this. I made a lineup with entirely Bills and for, uh, entirely Bengals and 49ers. My entire lineup is Bengals and 49ers. As long as they're in, I'm going to be good. If they lose, I'm in trouble. But I'm just basically crossing my fingers and hope that it's a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. What you should not do is two AFC or two NFC teams with most of your spots in week one because you're obviously limiting your upside. Um, Then those are the rules. There you go. Okay. (laughs) They're different. There are private ones also that, that, um, like for for one that I do, it's a uh, basically like, I guess you call it the equivalent like to a survivor pool, where you once you lose the players, you're you're done for that week. So you want to try and save players that get to the Super Bowl. You have to make sure you get players that get to the Super Bowl if you want to try and still have players available. Then. All right. Who do you who do you guys think will go to the Super Bowl? You guys said Bills and wait. Dave said Bills, Bills and, and Eagles. Eagles for me. Jamie said what? Niners and Chiefs. Niners and Chiefs. Okay. So that's why it's a little tough for me this year because I do think it's more of a wide-open field. But if you're going to do these types of challenges, you obviously want players that are going to be playing a lot of games. I think that's it for our show. All right. You know what? Let me read an email. Hold on, man. I'm trying to put together a FanDuel lineup for you. You're moving on. You're ready to wrap this thing up. I'm going to read an email from Eric. Eric from Maine. He says, Dear Miles, Lionel... Duke and whiskey. No idea. No idea. Miles Lionel. 
Oh, Glass Onion. Okay. I got to watch that movie. Uh, we play in a 10-team league. Six make the playoffs. This year, the third highest scoring team missed the playoffs. We're thinking about changing so the last playoff spot goes to the team with the most points, not by record. The question becomes, how should seeding work? As of now, the first round is three versus six and four versus five, and then we reseed, so the lowest seed left plays number one. If one of the highest scoring teams is placed at six, that takes away some of the advantage of being in third and maybe even first place. So that's a good point. So if you were going to do that, Jamie, if you have six teams make the playoffs in a 10-team league, but that sixth spot goes to the highest scoring team, um, what do you do? Wait, so the highest scoring team, let's say, that spot goes to the team. Okay, yeah. I guess it's the highest scoring team. I'm a little confused. They had the third most points. All right, so you do your five seeds based on record. Okay, and then the sixth seed is the highest remaining team, highest scoring remaining team, the sixth team. How do you do the seeds after that? Uh, two teams get a bye? Yeah. So one and two get a bye, and then three versus six. And four verse five. Yeah, yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Ooh. So three. So six is is there? Okay. Oh, how about that? Could be the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Oh, would be that could be. It will be. Oh, okay. That will be the According AFC Championship the, game. The source is the National Football League. <laughs> so if there know? is a Buffalo Kansas City AFC Championship game, it'll be in the Mercedes Benz Stadium. All right, this is actually a good question. So, you pick your six playoff teams. The first five are the five best records. The last spot is the team that has scored the most points of the remaining yeah. teams. Now, mm -hmm. where do you seed that team? Because in this case, in Eric's case, this team had the third most points. But if you seed them as the sixth seed, it really is kind of a disadvantage to the three seed to have to play you know, a higher scoring team. And then it's a disadvantage to the one seed, potentially, in the next round. So what do you think about seeding in that case? Do you just reseed all the teams based on the points that they scored over the course of the year? But why is it a disadvantage? Because obviously that team that scored the most points obviously had some flaws at some point. They could have had a lot of spike weeks and a lot of bad weeks. Yeah, I guess it's just you're thinking that team is stronger than the other teams because it scored more points. Well, then you got to do what Dave said. So it's got to come down. If, if, if you're valuing points that heavily... Then, then you, you just to, make all the that that should right. be the tiebreaker anyway. But then why would you just do that for your entire league right. to they, get into the playoffs? You should do. You're, you've got your division winners based on head to head, and then your next four teams in can be based on points scored. Does that ruin the value of head to head? Yes, it does. It does. Yeah, it's not. I, I think you just that. leave this the, the six seed. If that's what you're doing, you just leave them as the six. That's what we do in our 22 team office league. It's okay. literally eight teams make the playoffs out of 22 teams. The first seven are based on win loss. The eighth is the team that scores the most points that didn't already qualify. And that team is the eighth seed. Okay. And should it be the eighth seed? It should probably be reseeded based on most points scored among the teams that qualify for the playoffs in the first place. You get where I'm coming from, Adam? Yes. But again, there's right. got to so be a reason can... why they're, they're, they didn't finish as one of the top. It's they did points it's against. Nonsense. It could, could be points against. the second most points but, and then ran into the team that had the most points. But right, but there also could be weeks where, like this happened in our podcast league team, where we were very hot and cold. Like mm -hmm. we were at one point, we were the number one scoring team, but we were like three games under five hundred mm -hmm. because we would 
blow yeah. out one, one team. week and then the next week lose by suck. 20 the next week yeah win two games in a row by 50 <laughs> lose by 20 you know it's just that's how it ran so yeah. you, you get into the playoffs and even though that team may have more points than the one seed they may have a well, crappy week i, I mean, like right, the receding so, based on points scored I, and here's one more option if you want to do this you can just use you can use those same rules to pick your playoff teams and then you can reseed based on points Right, you can say, okay, you have the best record. That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, yeah. Is that what you're saying entirely? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Or you could do, you know, you reseed the four teams that don't have a buy. You know, you can do some type of hybrid or something like that. But uh, all right, good question there. And I la- I will close it with this: the NFL needs to really reconsider its seeding. It's BS. You know, you if you win your division, you get in. That doesn't mean you should have a, a first round home game. It doesn't mean you should have a, a, a top four seed. The four the the seed should be by record. You win your division, you get in the playoffs. That's a prize, but the seed should be by record. Who could disagree with that? The seed should be by record. Yes. Right. Like, there's no reason why the Cowboys should be at the Bucks. The Bucks should be at the Cowboys this week, or whatever the seeding would be. The Bucks should not have a freaking home game. The way you said it, where you win your division, you get a prize. You're in the playoffs. You, I think that's fair. Yeah. Because I don't know, do the Bucks even make the playoffs in the NFC? No. No, right? No, if not at eight. If there are no divisions? Them. Who would have gotten in over them? The Lions, I think. Yes. Packers? Lions are nine and eight, yeah. Yeah. And what was the Packers? They were eight and nine, too. But you're gonna play if you're gonna play that many games against Bucks. your division, then you should get in the playoffs if you win the division. So um, like I got no problem with that, but there's no reason. Lions were nine and eight. Yeah, Lions would have had the. Uh, Washington was eight, eight and one. Oh, there you go. So that's two teams that would have gotten in over Tampa. So yeah, their prize is just getting into the tournament, yeah. the tournament, the tournament, in and the then first you place. and then you reseed based on record. Right. So it's like it's like a double mega prize that you get a home game on top of it. Right. You shouldn't get a home I don't know, game. See, like I don't know if the owners will go for that. Why? Because the owners like having the home game for obvious. Oh, you're still getting a home reasons. game. You just have to earn the home game. I mean, it would be a Cowboys home game instead of a Bucks home game. That's all. Right, but at least one team from each division earns that home game. So one out of every four owners, based on the the mm. divisions in the National Football League, get that prize. Yeah, but one out of every four. But you still every owner goes into the league goes into the year. It's just get a top four record. And you'll have a have a home game or a buy, but uh, you know I, I it, 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 that's not fair. So, it's not fair that the Bucks. Okay, should have so a the reseeding in the NFC would go as follows: Philly would still be the one. Yeah, Niners would be the two. The Vikings would be the three. The Cowboys would be the four. The Giants would be the five. Seahawks have the tiebreaker over the Lions, obviously, so they're six. And, and the Lions seven. would be seven. Yep. No. 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 The Bucks would be seven because they won the division. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, so they still get in. Yes, not you get victory. in. You just don't get that home game. Right. Gotcha. It's brilliant. They get a prize. Not I just have such in the AFC. Okay, ideas. you've convinced me. I yeah. used to be against this, but <laughs> you've convinced me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. especially now that there's an odd number of home and road games for everybody. Yeah, and you're going to play so much of your schedule against your division, and so you have to you have to give the division winners a uh, a, a spot in the playoffs. So, all right, I think we're all, all right, we all agree. It's okay, a great right. idea. Right, so here's the FanDuel lineup. Okay. <laughs> trying to take trying to take into everything that we discussed today. So I don't have two tight ends. I use the Ravens defense. They're cheap at 3,600. Mm-hmm. Hoping to get a turnover or two of Burrow. Brady stack. 
or Buck stack with Brady and Godwin and Fournette, no Evans. So it's Brady at quarterback. See, I think if you play a, a, a Buck Brady, stack, you need if to have you play Evans a Buck staff, you got to play Evans because that's again, you're trying to win a tournament. You're trying to finish in the top one percent. Yeah, but my receivers are really good. But Godwin doesn't get you there to the same level that Evans gets you there. Wow. Unless he has a big bad. game, which is fine. He's had plenty of big games when Evans has done bupkis over the last month and a half. Brady at quarterback, Fournette, and Tony Pollard at running back, a guy we didn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, we haven't at talked all. about them at all. Uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Chris Godwin at wide receiver. Flex, this is for you, Adam. Gabe Davis. Yeah. And the tight ends for me, Colby Parkinson. 4,700 on DraftKings or on FanDuel. It's a lot. Tournament. Tournament winner right there. All right, I think we should go now. No more additions to the show. Let's ha- talk about Little League draft. Have a great... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thomas Shaver wanted to know if you did a mock draft for the Little League draft, Jamie. <laughs> you do uh, no, but I, I, after this, I have to go make lists of players because they give you a whole evaluation sheet. So I have to go make lists of players that I would like to draft that I don't know, players that I have to draft based on people that have asked me or tried to draft them, and then... For my buddy, the list of players that he wants to. So no, no mock drafts yet. Just, maybe I should. Just use the projections. All right, we're out of here, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday with a recap. Of, oh, actually, guys, are we doing a show Monday or Tuesday? No, Tuesday. Let's do it Tuesday. Oh, boo. Okay, Tuesday it is. Enjoy your three-day you week. You had like 50 things to do on Monday. I have a lunch to go to. That's I can do a show before lunch. I have a lunch. Speaking of which, I'm I have lunch, lunch every day, sometimes twice. Bye. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.